All right, welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. Uh, this is episode 36 now, and this is Altai, joined by... Omer. <coughs> Big Gumble. Matt. Shirelia. And uh, we, are, we are back, boys. I think I got the most headphone hair out of everyone in here. I literally got up like an hour ago. I don't know, look at that. Should you, you change your environment once in a while? Jeez. You've been lost in this forest since we started. Yeah, sure. Come on. <laughs> I'll get you out of there. All right. Let me, let me do that. Oh, oh, nice. You really can do it. Let's do, let's do, um... All right. Well, so everyone, how, how was everyone's week? That's how we usually start. Anything, anything exciting going on, guys? That's a bad way to start because nothing ever exciting happens in my, in my life, at least. I, I shoveled some snow. That's not MMO related, but I felt like I was grinding. I also felt grind. I also <laughs> felt horribly weak from not doing anything for the past six months, but play MMOs. So when I went uh, to shovel, I was like, out of breath. That's the worst. I remember that feeling. It was pretty bad. Uh, I learned that Outback does good seared ahi. That's about it. All right. That's good to know. Gotta get back to Outback. <laughs> about it's it's a really small portion size, though. You get you pay like twelve bucks for like nine slices of ahi. Right, is, is your is your bit rate at thirty five hundred? Yeah. Switch stuttering. I was just making sure. Uh, I like Shu's background now. She's at fencing school. No, no, no. <coughs> I'm at Oktoberfest. Oh, Oktoberfest. Oh. Right. Nice. Your character's not old enough to drink, Shu. Come on. <laughs> well, uh, Aaron and I actually finished watching One Punch Man uh, like two days ago. It is a solid, solid anime. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Wow. Yeah. Throw that out there. Would Sean, recommend. if you haven't Would seen recommend. it, I recommend it. Get past it. the first one or two it. episodes and you're, you're there. It's only 12 episodes, so it's, it's not a big commitment either, so it's, it's pretty solid. It's only six hours. Yeah. Ish. And then, uh, I'll some... give it a chance. All right. And some more MO news, too. We have, uh, we have a new, new, new theme up right now, MO's.com. Oh, we have a nice... big news. That's true. That's big news. Show that off on there. I will. I will. Is it the one that we were doing that yeah. other night? Yeah. So we Take got a nice <laughs> new content gallery slider up top here. The text is all different, too. The it's font. A, it's a little bit say. sleeker. Yes, yes. Some news on the side here. Read me. Some new social buttons. And uh, one thing I want to touch on real quick is we looked at some of our demographics for those that are curious, and I feel it'd be, it'd be kind of cool to show, share that with you guys. So let me go and screenshot our. Actually, I, I, I did screenshot our demographics. Do you still have that at home? Uh, just send it again. All right. So let me go and screenshot that and send it to you. So uh, yeah, guys, take a look at the site. Uh, give us some feedback here. And uh, yeah, take a look at this. As soon as it pops up, there we go. Copy image address and boosh. That's our that's our YouTube uh, demographics. Just in case some of you guys are curious. And for and of all our viewers, we get actually six point six percent females. So. Out of, uh, hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> it means out of our Twitch audience right now, statistically, of our 6.6% of people, at least 1.5 of you should be a girl. I got, <laughs> I got this on the 0.5. But it's crazy how skewed it is. All right, 93% male. Yeah. What if it's just a guy that just puts female out of this? Yeah, if you factor that in, it's like there's like one girl, maybe. <laughs> we all know there's no girls on the internet. None. Not even one. Yep. But look at this page. This look at this statistic. This is the more important one, boys. All right. <laughs> this is the the female statistic. All right. All right. We have nine point one percent thirteen to seventeen year old females on here. Unfortunately, the cutoff is thirteen years old. It doesn't give us any data on below thirteen. I like how on this chart the blue males are up 
above, you're right, and the females are below. This is sexism. Is that sexism? Let's discuss. No, let's not discuss. <laughs> but, uh, someone said in the comments, uh, the site, there's too much empty space on the left and right. That's because I'm on a really big monitor. It's a uh, 2560 by 1440, so it'll, it won't look like this for people who have... Yeah, most people are going to uh, see that normal. A 1920 by 1080, it'll look more normal. But anyway, enough. Some of that stats and, uh, and site stuff aside. We got some... Blade of Soul is the beginning of the week still. And yeah. we have... We have she, she's been playing quite a bit. I haven't played it yet because I've been working on the site, doing some other things. But I'm going to play it today. Probably after this podcast, I'm going to hop on for a while. So, Shu, what, what do you think about Blade of Soul so far? What level are you so far? <coughs> I'm actually max level now. So, so it doesn't take very long. I'm, like, I'm not like a hardcore power leveler like most people. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, so it doesn't take too long to get to max level. Um, as far as max level content, I've only done a few dungeons. I've mostly been PvPing. Mm-hmm. And I think that PvP is definitely going to be the highlight of the game. So Matt, have you, have you played Planes? Have you seen the PvP yet? No. You haven't even seen the PvP yet? I've seen no. the PvP, and it, it's way better than I thought it would be. It really does feel like a, a like, like a match between like a fight, kind of like in a fighting game. Like, but it, it takes a little longer than an average fighting game match. <coughs> mm-hmm. But it it definitely it, didn't feel like a, a ro- rotate your you know cooldowns kind of. Yeah, combat. the biggest thing for me is like um, when you're playing other MMO combat, it's more about hiding behind walls and mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean. It's, yep. it's hiding about hiding behind walls and like. LOS abuse. Uh, LOS abuse and not getting this one is more like in the main format of PvP in arenas there are no walls it's literally just an open like circle mm-hmm. but there's still walls so you can like like as in you can back people into corners still right and that's really important is like your positioning and it really feels like an actual fight like mentally when you're playing mm-hmm. like every time you beat someone you're like it feels so good like you outplayed that guy you know whereas like in in other other PvP, I don't really get that satisfaction. Yeah, and uh, even the even the threes format is still one v one. The the three man tag match, it's kind of like you tag in to yeah. to fight. So yeah, someone it, said it reminds me of a Tekken three D. It's more, it's like Marvel. It's like Marvel versus Capcom. Actually, Aaron so, and I watched the videos. Uh, uh, the we watched people uh, on Twitch some PvP videos, and it really blew my mind how the PvP looks. Cause it looks like a, like a fighting game, but it's also an MMO, so it's the fighting is definitely unique and it looks very skill oriented. Yeah, Omar, you should you should honestly play on like our server because um, I mean, if you play on like the NA one, like I, I think everyone else already lost interest. Like I don't think Sean plays it anymore. So like if you if you play on our server, then like I can show you the PvP more. We can do like threes with mommy and stuff. You know what's crazy? Like I tried playing this game, and, and this is how I know it's doing well, right? You, I, I couldn't log in the first two like nights that I wanted to play. The, 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 the queues, queues exactly. It was crazy. Like it said, um, it said it would take me like fifty minutes, right? So I'm like, whatever, I'll leave this on. I check back in like twenty minutes. It's up to one hundred eighty minutes. So it was going up, not. Down. Uh, the, the reason why it goes up is because if you're a premium member, it prioritizes you in the queue, so it doesn't even let you in. It doesn't even let normal members in until there are no premium members mm-hmm. in oh. queue. So, so as a premium member, it's like I log in, I instantly get in. And oh. but but before I had premium, it was like. You know, six premium members in queue, and then like one thousand people in queue, and yep. then you're in that one thousand people. But it only lets you in once. It only lowers when the premium queue is out. So pretty much, you'll never get in. That's <laughs> okay. the, but, the uh, story. 
So the PvP is good in arenas, and it's good in 1v1, but is the open world PvP any good? Because when you put so much of a focus on 1v1 arena combat and don't even offer multi-combatant options, doesn't that show a weakness in multi-combatant settings? Um, no, I mean, I've, I've, like, just to put things into perspective, I got ganked by eight people, and one guy was higher level than me. This is when I wasn't max level, and I killed all of them. Dang. All eight people. All eight, eight people. You eight v one. I eight v one. Yeah, uh, one was, one was like lower than me by three levels. Yeah. One was higher by five levels, and then the rest were like twenty five. But even low level people can like knock you out of your CCs and mm -hmm. stuff and your combos. Like they can stun you and do all this bullshit. But even even with that, it's like yeah, you can you can fight multiple people if you're if you're good. Like and, and there's a lot of options. Like my class has a thirty second CC. It's like a it's like sap from mm. wow from wow. Yeah, you can just throw throw one dude away and focus on the other people. And um, it, but you have to tie you have to set it up because he'll have a he'll have a cooldown like a trinket in WoW. You know, like a CC yeah, removal. Yeah. So what you do is you know you fight him. You, you once you the instant you see him do that, you just throw him. You you, you force grab him, sap him. And then he's he's out of the fight for thirty oh. seconds. He can focus on the other guy. Does gear play an important role in PvP? Because gear clearly impacts stats. And some games they've outbalanced that by like equalizing the stats. So is gear here very important? Yes. Okay. So as a um, fresh level forty-five, you're gonna have about one third the hit points that I have right now. All right, that's fair enough. So it's um, it's so the difference between like level forty-five people is huge, but between people that are not max level, it's not as big. I mean, I, again, I, I've been a, I've long been a fan of Ultima Alliance PvP. It's a game I played for like five, six years, and the PvP of that game was the main reason I played because it's very skill based. And looking at this, it kind of rekindling that old spirit of just wanting to just get good and wreck people. So, and that's not a feeling I get too often in MMOs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've what? played WoW and stuff, but the PvP wasn't really the draw for me in WoW because the PvP didn't really feel <coughs> like skill oriented for me in WoW. And looking at it again in Blade and Soul, it looks really, really cool. Let me um. Let me add something too. Is um, unless you're fighting a summoner, which is a bullshit class, by the way, <laughs> um, you can fight a person and take no damage if you're good. So that's how you're able to fight people that are higher level than you. Like people that can, like there was like this one guy I fought one time, and like he literally can one shot me. Like he hit me like one time and took like 80 percent of my health. So if he hit me like you know like in one combo, I would have died, but I still beat him. And it's it's a matter of like. You can outskill people that hard that like they can't hit you at all. Again, uh, it sounds exciting. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll probably play after the podcast. Well, I mean, they're doing, they're doing something right because uh, less than a week in from the open beta, at least uh, yeah. they announced that they had a million players in the West. That's that, like, not not concurrent. Players? Just just I guess yeah. uh, logged in, right? Total. About a million players within like a week of launch is still hella impressive. I mean, if you look on Twitch too, people are streaming it, people are playing it, people are excited about it. This guy commented there's, you know, 168 hour queue on primetime on Europe on Saturday. So just getting into the game is such a problem. Which leads me to ask once again, how on earth is it that it's 2016, we put a goddamn man on the moon so many years ago, but we can't launch a game without unbearable queues? Well, well I mean, again, you have to think of it from their perspective, right? You don't want to overcompensate and then Why not? nobody plays. I mean, <laughs> well, you have a thousand empty servers then. I mean, maybe they weren't expecting their game to be as successful. I mean, look at other games that have launched, mm -hmm. right? They always like launching with a ton of servers and then they down they downsize. But that, then again, I guess it might be worth it to just but, keep but, everyone happy. Well, think right? of it like this: like 
you can start high and then scale down, right? Because then you don't really piss anybody off, right? But if you start low and then have to scale high and get you know, more capacity, you piss off everyone because you That's can't. True. People can't play. Like if a guy's got to wait, like let's be real. How many people are logging to Blaine's for the first time? They download the game, they register, they're ready to play, right? Today, let's say, and he goes on, and there's a thousand person queue to play with his friends on the server he wants to go on. Well, that's the deal, right? It's only a queue if you want to play on certain servers, like yes. your friends. Uh, honestly, the problem in 2016, there shouldn't be servers where it's restricted like that. You should be able to jump in and out of servers, like, kind of like channels. It's it kind of like Guild Wars 2 to a degree, yeah, and it should exactly. be more cloud-based, obviously. <laughs> uh, I don't think you guys realize how much server hardware costs. If they start high and scale down, they could potentially go bankrupt. By this is NCSoft, dude. It's not like an indie studio. Okay, then they could potentially shut the game down oh. because it's not making enough. Matt, have you have you heard of Amazon Cloud Services? This could, this could all be done in the cloud. This is you know cloud. this is not new. The they, they don't use the cloud yeah. though. They yes. they use dedicated servers because that's what works. Do you know how much a dedicated server costs? A good dedicated server. Uh, no, they, they, like they, they like actually buy the hardware. I know. Usually, like set up server. Sixteen sixteen twenty G for a very high end dedicated server. But, yeah, uh, so if they I'm start sure high and work low. That is exponentially more expensive. And I'm yes. sure each server Bladesville has has multiple of those servers running, not just yeah. one, right? Yeah. And again, 16G, 20G per server for a company like NCSoft, which is literally worth over a billion dollars. I mean, for me and you, or for an indie game, it could bankrupt them. But this is, this is I think, it, also, look at the lost revenue. But again, it, it, people but that will the game aren't going to wait game. in that queue. No, they're, they're thinking that the people that are waiting in that queue are going to pay for premium if they really want to play. Boom, bingo. He just hit it on the, the conspiracy. The, there's no, the conspiracy. what? It's real. No, this time it's actually real. There are it other really times, is real. There are other times where it's a complete conspiracy, but this one it's a thousand-person queue, but you have the six-player premium queue, and they get through instantly. Of course they want people to pay for premium. It there instantly. has to be an incentive. It's, because actually, it's, it's literally, I, I click the login button, it says... Uh, there are 1,000 people in queue. Six. It actually shows you yeah, that too. It shows like, you the number of premiums, so you know how queue, few there are, so you can get in. Six in queue, and then like it instantly like <laughs> logs in and right it, it flashes up for like about two seconds, and then you log in pretty much. So it shows you. It shows you. Like um, shit. I lost my place. Um. Sorry, man. Nobody cares. Actually... Nobody cares about like the fifty percent experience increase, the fifty percent gold increase that come with premium. Some I people care. care just a little bit of extra, like um, cash shop points. But generally, people like save those anyway. So for on a month to month basis, it's pretty useless. So what you really need is an incentive. And what's more of an incentive than getting to play faster? Yeah, yeah that's the main reason. Especially in the launch window, right? Like the first week or two. You know, just to do the review, I had to pay for premium. <laughs> because <laughs> I couldn't get in on. the game. And then, what's funny is, when you look at the cash shop, and you understand how the Founders Packs work, which you could elaborate on, it seems that NCSoft took every avenue they could to try and cash grab you. Uh, yeah. Because with those Founders Packs, the certain aspects of the Founders Packs only apply to a singular character on your account. Right, yeah, when you buy a founder's pack and you that. expect to get special perks and outfit, whatever you think, okay, this is account wide, but in fact, it's only one character. Yep. So shoot, maybe you can elaborate on that part. And there's other aspects of the cash shop which are bullshit. Which, uh, as in, um, you ha when you buy premium, uh, you, you there's, there's ten ranks of premium service. What? And what? The more money you spend in the cash shop or using in-game earned points, a hung moon coins, the you increase your rank while you have premium service. So, from Rank one, say you have a uh, 19%. I'm, I'm trying to think, like a 19% increase to 
gold allocation. But this isn't true. This is just an example. At rank 10, now it's down to 15%. I think that was actually the queue time for revival, where it went from 20 seconds at rank 1 to 15 seconds at rank 10. And there are many more perks that expand as you pay more money. And I've never seen that done before. Oh, and I think the, Chinese, the Chinese MOs all do it, by the way. So yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say that. That, that, uh, that is a know. Chinese. That is so a Chinese anyway, MMO 101, but... Um, Chinese tactics. Chinese it's MMO expensive tactics. to level up, too. It's like $100 between ranks later on. This kind of plays into what the editorial I put up the other day. It's, it's not a dangerous precedent until someone starts using it dangerously. Yeah, that's true. And, like, I, I, mean, that, I watched that... I mean, that still makes it a dangerous precedent, though. This. I watched that thing that um, Erhan linked the other day, that long presentation by the guy that is co-founded R2 Games, and... Even, like, they toned it down a lot from what he's saying. Like, they took these Chinese games and they fought the developers to say, okay, we can't do this, we can't do this, <laughs> we can't do this. They turned off open PvP because it was unfair. I mean... Wow. All right. To say, it, it, to say that they, they, they toned down the pay-to-win element seems really insane to me considering those games, I've played them, I've done videos for them, they're so pay-to-win. Yeah, but, like, th the point is, it, it, it all depends on how dedicated the people are to their market. Yeah. And I mean, pay-to-win is still largely successful in mobile, but it hasn't come over to the desktop setting yet. That's true. Because pay-to-win just doesn't seem to fly on desktop. People are just so quick to dismiss it. I mean, to a degree, it reaches a point where a lot of games that I would argue are not pay-to-win get labeled pay-to-win, and you had a pretty good article about that. But you, you guys do realize why things are pay-to-win, though, right? Because For money. Well, it started because people don't have time to play, so you have to have a way to get them to catch up. But you want to make money off of them catching up. But if someone already plays a lot or pay, puts a lot of money into it, it automatically becomes paid to win using these exact same methods if you don't limit it. But why limit it if you're going to keep making money? Yeah. If if the problem if if the if the pay to win is or rather paying is just limited to catching up, I really don't see a problem with it. And again, no. you, you also but, argue that experience... But how do you quantify that? How do you quantify, like, in a game where you can buy resources so that you can catch up because you've fallen behind, like, two resources months? Resources by definition you, in a... Uh, like, but like, how do you quantify that to catch up? I mean, uh, if XP you boost. A, That's the only quantification you need. But, yeah. But there, aren't, there isn't XP in MMORTS games. Those games, those, those, games, those games cannot... Then those games... Those games should just not sell them. Those games cannot be balanced then, if you want to have the cash shop. Skins. Skins are the only way to monetize them. Games Skins like Game of War. Wait, are we Chinese calling Game of War RTS now? Isn't it like a tur like turn? They're they're called simulation games, but they're <laughs> RTSs. All right, all right. If you say so. <laughs> I guess Clash of Clans is kind of because you kind of control the placement of your little dudes. It's not about that. It's a real time strategy game. Yeah, the, 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 there's strategy going on, and you're moving things in real time. But it's, it's a real-time strategy game. All right, all right. Speaking of uh, Clash of Clans and real-time strategy games, we are uh, Super Data released some numbers, and I always love their numbers here. This is really interesting, actually. We got the top games. The yeah, the top games uh, for 2015 in revenue for all for segments like by PC, mobile, and console. So let's start with PC. Number one PC game. League of Legends. 1.6 bill. 1.6 billion dollars on League of Legends in 2015. Right. That, is, that is remarkable. Alright, so here's a question, guys. Take a look at here at the top 10. 
Uh, did any of these games get any of your money this year? I think for me, just Dota probably in 2015. Uh, Counter Strike Go for sure. Counter Strike, yeah. Oh, Counter Strike, yeah. Okay, I I, I, I rebought Counter Strike on a Smurf account, so that counts. They got like they got another copy of Counter Strike out of me. I, don't I didn't put any money in any of these games. <laughs> Yo, you mean you, you didn't go all out on Crossfire, Gumby? Come on. I was so tempted looking at those skins when we did that playthrough, but, uh, you know, I was just broke that day, so I didn't get to <laughs> donate to their $1.1 billion, unfortunately. Which it's, yeah. It's funny that Crossfire is in number two, because I don't think it has a presence over here. It's another one of those games like Lineage that just does so well yeah, in, Asia. in its home country. Wait, was it okay. Crossfire I spent... I don't know. No, we played some something. I think we played Next on Zombies or something. Oh, right? Next on Zombies. Yeah. I spent a dollar. I spent a dollar there. What? Why? She brought I an outfit, the, remember? The girl oh, outfit. yeah, yeah. She oh, brought yeah. an outfit. <laughs> I bought the female avatar. <laughs> okay, okay. so speaking of this article, you, we all talk bad about pay to win. But yes. Game 4 is the definition of pay to win. It is making $799 million a year. Yeah. Beautiful. Game War, Clash of Clans, too. Clash of Clans isn't quite as pay to win. I haven't played Clash of Clans, but I've seen Game of War. So. Game of War is literally a, lottery, or a casino. It's okay. a casino. Okay, it works, it works on mobile. And it works in... Right, keep on. I, I would argue that MMORTS genre is kind of its own like industry. It's, it's not comparable to MMOs. It's not comparable to any of the games we typically talk about. The MMORTS genre on mobile and browser in its own world. Fair enough? Fair enough. But... Um, the, the thing is, and I've actually read this a lot, a, a lot of people want to be able to just pay and be powerful quickly. It, it's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a funny article about that. Uh, I, maybe that guy in the presentation talked about it. When they opened WoW for the first time in China, right? Mm -hmm. The They got a call. The Chinese WoW division got a call from someone saying, hey, uh, I don't really have time to raid. Can I just buy the top gear from you guys? Like, he just called the company and asked. And... And the guy remembers, they laughed at it. Like, they were laughing about it in the office, and they ignored it. And then, like, a year later, they're like, wow, we're so stupid. Why do we, <laughs> yeah, why why do we, we ignore our customer, this? you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like people talk down on it, but the reason it keeps happening is because people actually want it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are people that actually want it, and the, the market is arguably larger than the MMORPG market right now. Mm -hmm. I think, okay, so it's kind of we're getting side of a track here, but... I actually have less problem with pay to win if if it's open PvP and you lose what you have. So imagine and, and it tells you who paid. So imagine like you're running around the world and you see a guy with a dollar sign floating over his head. And you and your five <laughs> friends will, will jump him, you know, like because you'll know he'll lose his thousand dollar skin, his sword, you know, that he paid for it. And you say, haha, look at this idiot. So that'll kind of like not create. Not gonna work ever. Why? No, nobody yeah, wants yeah. that. Okay, I want, I want that. I want that too. How awesome well, would that course, be? Of course, you guys want you that guys because you guys. Because you don't want to pay, but you want the stuff. But listen, they did that <laughs> even in Hearth, okay? But what happened was it wasn't even pay-to-win stuff. It was just cosmetics. But the cosmetics dropped on death, and people paid good money for those cosmetics. And they didn't want to lose them, so they turned off the cosmetics dropping on death. Oh. <laughs> uh. I don't mind cosmetics not dropping on death, but if you want to buy the best weapon in the game, I don't mind. Well, cosmetics aren't pay to win. Cosmetics yeah, aren't pay to win. Show off! Come on. Oh, yeah, cosmetics aren't pay to win. They can keep they can keep their fufu skins, but if they want to have a sword of power of money, right? And they like three shots it's at me, but I gank you, and then I, I want that sword, baby. Right. <laughs> on topic of this, on topic. Somebody asked. Uh, now the question is, if pay to win is a viable strategy because of oh, their question players, does that represent a problem with how MMOs are designed? 
If no. I'd rather pay money than, than play your game. That seems no. like a big oh, problem no. with design. I, no, it's, it's not a problem with design. The problem is that market is getting more expensive to make games and less people and like fewer and fewer people every year are having the time to like actually play an MMO seriously. Yes. So, I mean, the costs are going up, people's time is going down. They why don't are people's, why are people's time going down? Why is, why is the because, time that people have this? Is, are you talking about just the aging demographic of people who play MMOs? Like when I was in high school, I played MMOs from 3.30 to 10.30 every day. Yeah, but like, they're not, is that what you're talking about, an aging demographic? Yeah, the demographic is getting older. Definitely. The kind of, it's not being replaced as much by people that are younger. Like, mm. we, had, we had, like, millions of people that played WoW, but you don't see new people coming into WoW all the time, even though it's still super popular and everywhere. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just, if you have that much more cost going into it and that many fewer people, you need a new strategy. Well, well, okay. So, basically, like, what I think what Matt's trying to say too is that um, there are a lot of players that don't really want the leveling up experience. Like, there are some players that do like leveling and doing quests, but there are a lot of players that want the other things that the game has to offer. So, such as end game PvP, world PvP. Maybe they like raids, right? And you don't have that in the leveling experience. And there's all players that just don't have the time to do the one through whatever grind, right? In the game. Because, well, I mean, for a lot of games, like, I mean, Blade and Soul was relatively fast, but for a lot of games, like, yeah. how long is that grind? One, you know, one to get to a high level and then to get gear that can, that will let you uh, be able to participate in that. Like, like, who wants a fresh, you know, max level in the raid, right? Nobody wants you, right? Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Is like, experience, that's why. Those it's, types of people are the ones that want to pay because they want to get to that faster. It's, it's right? also, it's, it's not a problem with the game's pacing. That's like saying that there's a problem with, like, an RPG's pacing because it takes 80 hours. No one has time for it, but that doesn't mean that it's got bad pacing. It just means that the audience is growing smaller because yeah, people don't want to put time into it. There's also a growing reluctance to pay for things, as you can see from this chat. I'm looking at all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, people do, people do pay for things. I've paid for room pages and stuff on the league and stuff. But but from I'm a little bit hard to open my wallet. All right. But exactly. But everybody is, and That's if true. the game isn't going to wow them right out the door, which you can't wow them right out the door because to wow them right out the door you have to give them difficult content. But you can't give them difficult content because you have to ease them into it so that they're ready for the difficult content. Okay. The, the problem is when pay to win interferes with everyone else that's like when, when the cash up interferes with the free audience is when there's a clash. That, that creates tension and problems. And I think some games obviously handle it better than others. But the games that, like Western games like MMOs in the West that are traditional client-based MMOs like Blade and Soul, the games we typically talk about. Pay to win is not; it does not work. It has not worked. It only works in mobile. But that's like the way it only works in mobile. It only works in mobile strategy <coughs> games, especially for the most part. Well, you also see, like, if you can just look at the top games, like they don't care about the West. These pay-to-win games, they they don't care. They're still making. Like Dungeon Fighter Online is making over a billion dollars a year, and in, I in really China. doubt. All in China. I really doubt that any of that really is coming from the West. Maybe that little fifty-two million over the billion mark is coming from the West. <laughs> what about World of Warcraft? That makes all the money, almost all its money from the West. 
But that's not pay to win. That's not I'm pay saying, to win. It's not pay to win, yeah. But the pay to win games. Yes. They are they don't care about the West. Yes, that's true. They're still making money anyways. Yeah. But what about the what about the games they launch in the West that go pay to play? It's just a, it seems like a terrible idea because how much the West has disdain for pay to win. Well, it's like you see it a lot in the Eastern MMOs, and they'll start out fair. They'll start out pay to play, mm-hmm. pay to play. The numbers will dwindle. They'll go free to play. Free to play. The numbers will dwindle. They'll go pay to win. Do you know why they go pay to win? Because there's no one else putting the money in, and a few whales can keep them afloat. Do you guys do you guys feel like this is maybe like a cultural thing too? Like maybe in Asia they're just like, well, life's not fair, boy. But like over that here, is, like, yeah, that, that, I mean, in America we're like, you can be anything, follow your dreams, son. follow your heart. <laughs> no, if, if, if watch that presentation. That's actually exactly what it is. Yep. The yeah. presentation the guy says in China they've accepted that life's not fair, therefore the game can be unfair. I also feel like Chinese culture is more like surrounds around money because we watched a documentary about this village in China, and this girl was, like, dating some guy, and the family, the first thing, like, the girl's mom asked him, how much money does he make? Huh? Does, <laughs> does he ever have? Like, and they, they weren't shy about it either. And, like, they were, like, Skype webcamming, like, the girl and the guy, and the family was there, and the family was drilling the guy, like, how much money do you have in the bank? What's, what's your bank account? Like, it, they, they were so upfront with it that, like, they're culturally more okay about, like, just paying for just money. It's just, it's just a bigger part of their, I mean, obviously, everyone, it's a big thing in America, too, but it's almost like a taboo subject in American culture to talk about money. Well, let's say you in a lot of cultures, yeah, exactly. I, salary, right? A lot, in, a lot of countries, they just when people meet up, they're like, "Oh, how much do you make?" Like that's like they they, they break the ice with that. Yeah. It's like doesn't happen here in America, unless you're Donald Trump, of course. <laughs> See, I I think the problem is that in terms of MMOs and business models, China and America are two opposite extremes that both need to meet in the middle a little bit, like. We need to be a little more open to pay-to-win things because, like, companies have to make money somehow, and they're making money off of this. Mm-hmm. And you have to come to accept that at some point and stop complaining about it because they're making money. They're not going to do anything. It's just wasting your time. I don't really but, agree with that, hmm. though, because I feel like games has always been this even space where we can all compete at the same level. And I think that's one of the the big things about games. Like, for me is that it's not like the real world in that we have some kind of fairness in there where that depends on your skill and, and how much you put into it. But and that's games too idealist, will, I think. Games, it's dying, like that. The, games like that will always exist, but yeah. w- they don't have to be everything. Like People mm. treat games like every game that is made has to be tailored to them. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition, too, of pay, pay to win, right? I mean, there's so many, like different versions of people saying, I mean, like, like, EXP Potion, that's pay to win. I mean, you know, it's not, it, in, my mind. It, it's not <laughs> in my mind either, but that's what I'm saying is like, there's a yeah. different definition. <laughs> okay, can we at least, can we at least accept on one thing, uh, agree on one thing, though? Uh-huh. That comment, that first comment, that giant one on my article was ridiculous. Okay, pay to win. <laughs> the, the, the pay-to-win term has evolved to mean unfair. No, it hasn't. No. That is the definition of people becoming more entitled, if that is what it is. This guy wrote a wall of text. I appreciate his, his wall of text here. I can't say I read it, but I do appreciate him posting it. Like, if, if the definition of paying to win has evolved into slightly unfair, then people are more entitled than I realized. Uh, yeah, yeah, they probably are. I'm going to side with Matt. I think if we're talking about specifically MMORPGs, right, like a, it's this virtual world, I don't think fairness should be a part of it. As long as there are aspects that are, uh, you know, skill-based, and there are some ways for enough free players to overwhelm 
uh, pay players. That's fine. That's, that's good enough for me. Th th that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. it's like uh, we're, we're, what we're talking here is we don't know what the d the definition is of it, right? There's different definitions of well, how I'll, far. I'm cool it with takes, a guy buying. How far buying, it takes you know, before yeah. we say it's pay to win, you know? No, I, I'm cool with almost everything being up for sale for money, but through the thing, <laughs> as long as there's some way for like me to overwhelming with like eight guys versus one or something. There's a lot of things too that like people don't don't care about. Like uh, I'll give an example on Blade and Soul. There's um these foods that you can buy in the store that give you um twenty percent more hit points. So that's like open world PvP. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. But I mean when you kill that guy you're like, ha like you you spent money for that and you still got wrecked. Yeah exactly like, but, but it doesn't you know work I mean? in the arena, right? Huh? It doesn't work in okay, the arena. Okay, that's good. That's so cool. they create an yeah. environment where it's I fair. Yeah, I I just that that one that one sentence especially got me. The if developers are greedy enough to charge for inventory space, then it's I don't just think like, that's greedy at all. That's not oh, greedy. oh my god! Inventory space right. is a convenience. It's doesn't have anything to do with the game being fair. I mean, a lot what? of people will argue like, well, what if you're crafting? Okay. We'll be more organized. Like I said in the article though, the only time I have ever seen it even come close to a definition of pay to win is an Echo of Soul with all those fucking gems. There are like five tiers <laughs> or higher and each one takes up its own inventory slot and you have a tiny inventory as is and there are like six different colors of gems. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why I can't that do so well in the West, alright? But I think we, we can all agree that I think, I think I think we can all agree. We'll find out if we can all agree or not. We can I think all I, agree. I think I think most Western players feel a little bit too entitled when it comes to free-to-play. There yes. is a sense of entitlement amongst players. Sometimes me too, but for the most part, I'm pretty, I'm more chill about it. But because people always complain about literally everything, they expect they expect developers to basically be a charity, and it's that's that's just not how the world works. Nope. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that the sense of entitlement goes beyond just uh, video games too, and that's a commentary for a different kind, but. I think you're absolutely right. There is a sense that, as I think Matt said it, that people think every video game should be catered to what they want, yeah. and when it isn't, they go on rants and they start screaming video game journalism is dead and your shit. And I think one guy in the Blade and Soul review page made the best kind. He said, this game is a pile of dog shit. And to me, that just says that, okay, just because it doesn't meet your expectation of what you want, it doesn't actually meet objectively and the game is I dog mean, shit. I, I'm a little fueled like back up about this because the other day the Five Nights at Freddy's guy released mm -hmm. Five Nights at Freddy's World, right? Yeah. And it was not ready and he said it was not ready. He got really excited and he released it like a month early. He got bullied into removing it from sale, developing a whole new 3D overworld for it and doing a bunch of other extra work to get it ready and then releasing it for free. His wow. fans what? bullied him into it. Damn. Again, like, entitled entitled gamers. I mean, it was just insane. I was like, "How?" Yeah, <laughs> very a sad, sad state of affairs for entitled gamers. All right. Well, we've been we've been dwelling on this for a while. Let's uh, <laughs> hop gears here to. Well, 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 before we change topics, oh, okay. I want to I want I want to go back to that list of top played uh, oh, top yeah, yeah. revenue okay. most. Okay. That was still a big big piece of news. <laughs> So one thing that's crazy is obviously League of Legends, $1.6 billion. And interesting enough, a lot of people in the chat have mentioned how much money they spent in League. Anywhere from like 400 to 1000 to like $20. So that game gets all kind of spending. And what I find most remarkable, I have to comment on it too, League of Legends did about $1.2 billion last year. 
And to go from and it was it was already the biggest PC game in the world last year, right? And to go from 1.2 to 1.6, that's a huge jump for a game that's already enormous. What do you guys think about 2016? Uh, will will be more or less for a league? Yeah, I think oh. the league will keep growing. It, it it's tough because um, it it was kind of an unprecedented jump to begin yeah. with. I mean. To say that it's going to keep growing exponentially like that, I, I don't think so, but it might grow another 5%. That's, say it, that's pretty modest. I say, I say 1.8, at least. At least. If not 2. We might, uh, we might I, hit 2. I think they are getting to about critical mass. You know what I mean? We're yes. at 1.6 billion per year. I, I think they're hitting critical mass. No, but, but, they, but the more interesting box. question isn't really league, though, is it? The more interesting question is how do league's competitors hold up going into 2016. And by league's competitors, I really mean uh, Dota 2 Heroes of Might and Hots. Storm Hots. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I really don't... Dota 2, I don't think we'll ever see... We'll ever have a chance at rivaling league. But yes. I'm more curious about how Heroes of the Storm fares, just because in some senses they are changing the formula a bit, and they're doing some creative and neat things. And because it's built on an established franchise, I think... It's going. More people are going to be drawn to it, and they are trying to make it more competitive, which was news that came out the other day. Yeah, fun fact, uh, guys. Uh, Hot is adding uh, a Diablo 2 character, the Necromancer. <laughs> he didn't make it to Diablo 3, but at least he'll make it to Hots. <laughs> he can summon skeletons. I was upset he wasn't I, in Diablo 3. I, I still think the more interesting thing about this graph is, or this chart, is looking at it, look at the jump in mobile. It starts at like 1.3 billion and jumps down to 8 billion, or 8 million. Yeah, $800 million. God damn it. There wow. we go. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just, it's almost halved between the first and second place. I mean, it's insane. It's, it's definitely becoming uh, more of like the Hollywood style, right? Where the blockbusters and then failures. Uh, you know? And then, I mean, even Supercell's own other game is way down there at the bottom of the list at 297 Yeah, But that's a new release. I don't think it was around for all of 2015. You gotta keep that in mind. And then, even more interesting, look at all these free-to-play games, and then look at the top console game. <laughs> See, it tells you how small consoles really are. PC I Master mean, Race represent. It 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 kind of speaks to the whole free-to-play thing and how people complain about spending sixty bucks on a game, but when they can spend that sixty bucks over however much time they want, and if they have the potential to spend more, they're going to. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's kind of what it says. So, it's looking at these money. numbers, I think maybe the Activision Blizzard buy of King wasn't so stupid, right? Because Candy Crush, right, made six hundred eighty million. Mm -hmm. That's more than that's du almost double, right? Uh, Call of Duty. So, <laughs> that's <laughs> think about that. It also made like almost as much as World of Warcraft, guys. Candy Crush makes almost as much as World of Warcraft. Just let that sink in for a moment. But and the difference is, my aunt plays Candy Crush and puts some money into it every now and then. So it's a different demographic. So your aunt is a hardcore gamer, Sean, is what you're trying to tell me. My aunt makes us all look like pleb-tier garbage. She's bunny <laughs> with, with the way she injects candy, yeah. The thing is, though, is, um, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like you can directly compare the, like, the two as far as, like, market grab, because, like, I, I'm not going to play Candy Crush, right? You guys aren't going to play Candy Crush. Yes. Yeah. No. They're, they're grabbing people from somewhere else that doesn't affect actual games. iPhone users. That's not I, true. I think that's unfair. That, yeah, that's, that is unfair. That you're saying that one of the top markets out right now is not affecting quote-unquote real games. 
It is. It really no, 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 no. is. I don't think. I don't think it is. Shoes is not. You don't think it is? It by games going free to play. I I think it's definitively affected real games. I don't already. think it will affect games that we play, like League of Legends. No, it will. Or... It will. It already is affecting games. Yeah, lockboxes. Yeah, it already is. Yeah, lockboxes. Cash shops. The lockbox. No, 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 like no, no, sorry, sorry. Lockbox, yeah. I mean, their revenue is not is not taking revenue from other games. Yes, they are. Most, it is. You most it definitely is. is. I don't think that's fair either because all these hardcore gamers that are growing up and having no time and on the subway or on waiting for a meeting, they're all playing these casual games. Candy and, and they have money. Yes. Or they're playing yeah. Clash of Clans, which is Clash of Clans. Really yeah, like that's probably more or, more. Candy Crush, audience. I think, is a, is is more. I wouldn't play Candy Crush. You know, I think that them. maybe you wouldn't play Candy Crush, but a game like Clash of Clans would appeal to someone yeah, similar Clash of to Clans, your taste. Probably. And that's why they have 1.3 billion. Well, so I kind of want to bring up. Uh, again, we I kind of I kind of want to separate like the, like uh, games in general from MMORPGs, which I think is like. It's my favorite genre, like at least like in theory, right? Yeah. So I think these Candy Crush casual kind of games are affecting MMORPGs specifically. Because I remember my, my fondest moments in MMORPGs was interacting with the non-hardcore. Like the guy who plays, the wife, the housewife who plays a merchant or something, you know? Like I would log in, they'd always be sitting in their house talking to me. Like they wouldn't really fight, like they wouldn't PvP or anything, right? But that kind of casual user I think is gone now forever. Like that, that would just be in that world otherwise. They're on their phone or Facebook or something. So oh, they get taken away. In what game? Uh, this happened in Ultima Online, but again, it also happened in EverQuest and stuff. You'd have the casual gamer who wouldn't just play to raid boss. He would just, they would just log in to socialize or you know trade or. We don't know. have those types of. As many as no, many. those people are getting no, no, no. killed away. We, we don't set up. We don't have games set up for that either. I mean. I mean, you want to buy something from from someone, you just go on the auction house. You know, there's no there's not a lot of social existed. stuff to do anymore. Well, that's also because of the influence of mobile games. Yeah, exactly, so the audience easy. is gone, right? So why cater to it? <laughs> also, the way it's affecting real games, probably the easiest way to look at it is when a company like uh, Blizzard or any of these big MO companies, any company really, is when they when they think about their next game, they're thinking, why should I bother with this PC nonsense when I can make a mobile game and make all, all this money? So more resource being poured into uh, mobile gaming, which takes away the finite pool of developers for PC gaming right. or the games that we would like. So the, some, the, yeah. Yeah, some of the sharpest minds today are working on the next mobile game. And, and, and in rightly so. I don't blame them. I'm yeah. just, like, if you're, you're a talented designer, it. if you're a talented programmer or designer, you'd be insane not to, work, not to think about mo you know, mobile games. Right. If you're wasting your time on traditional PC games, like, you're literally wasting your time if you're yeah. you know, and, an up-and-comer. And remember, and, the... You know the big studios are competing for talent, <laughs> and who has the money to, to buy that talent first? Out of out of you know, school. yeah, and you, you you also have to think that as mobile games are moving closer to Final Fantasy Record Keeper and Grand Blue Fantasy, that they are appealing to the quote unquote hardcore audience. I mean, yeah, yeah they're they are now blending the audiences in a way that's going to be irreparable pretty soon. Have you played that new you know what was it Age of Wushu game? It's still a, it's an MMO. It's on you know on phone, but it's not. You know, it's not the same as Candy Crush. It's it's, it's a real game, so you know, there's obviously these games are getting more and more hardcore. I mean, you you play you play Fate Grand Order too. Yeah. yeah like, so. <laughs> like I played Izanagi Online during the closed beta, which is another mobile MMORPG, and that thing, other than the fact that it's separated up its zones in a way that a mobile phone can handle, it is a full featured MMORPG on a mobile phone with a spinning wheel that you can have 
the um, abilities on and everything. I mean, there is no difference between it and what PC game is this? MMOs. What game is this? Izanagi Online. Izanagi. Go, go link. Someone link me something. I played Stella Set, which is the same. I think Izanagi and Stella Set are made by the same company, aren't they? Um, I think so. And then I think Ava Bell's a different one. Yeah. Just search Izanagi Online. I'll show you. Uh, here you can just you can just skim through this, for example. A good uh, another, while we talk about this, this looks very much like Stellasep too. But this is a full blown MMORPG on mobile. I mean, it, it's only going to get better from here too. We're still we're still in the early stages, I would say, of you know mobile MMO development. You know, it took but, a long time to go from from Ultima Online to like <coughs> what we have today, like these gorgeous 3D games. So give it some time. But the point is, as these start to move over to mobile and they become more hardcore, they're going to be more influenced by actual quote unquote mobile games. Yeah, definitely. Another game I want to show you guys. I'm curious if anybody else played this because this is one of the most intense mobile games I've seen, and I actually just played it recently. So let me find a gameplay video for Vainglory. Has anybody, has anybody here played this? No, not no. yet. But I'm gonna talk about this. Is Anaki for a second? All right. Uh, so t yesterday, I believe, Night Online went on Steam, right? That's mm -hmm. okay. So it's newest Steam. This looks no worse than Night Online, right? Uh, game? Yeah, no, definitely not. This looks yeah. just as good, if not better. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're you know, the, the gap is closing, you know, quickly. Let me show you this gameplay trailer for Vainglory. It's, uh, I think it closed a long time ago with Infinity Blade. Uh, even Vainglory, uh, when I saw my brother playing Vainglory, I'm like, this probably looks, this looks better than League to me. <laughs> he didn't like that, but... Vainglory is freaking awesome. I like taking the little dragon, and I wreck with the dragon. It's a game that, like, it, it's hardcore to a degree, too. I think there are pro teams already playing, aren't there? I've seen... Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a mobile game. I, I thought the mobile genre was holy. It was going to be defended from, mo from mobile, but no. Yeah, sure. What do you got to say to this? You said, remember you said games like League of Legends. It's not going to affect us. <laughs> no, I was... Uh, we were talking about the wrong thing. I, I was talking uh, about the wrong thing. I was, it, talking it, about, I was talking about games like Candy Crush. Vainglory is, like, is different. But it's mobile. I, I, I'm not, I wasn't sorry. talking about mobile. I was talking oh. about like, like Candy Crush-esque games. Okay, so look at, like, okay, they affected them a long time ago. Look at Luminary. Luminary has that mini game that's a match three crafting game. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Luminary? Rise of the Guzu? Lum no. Yep, I'm pretty sure it was Luminary. It has a match three crafting game. I, I played Luminary. I don't remember that, but I, I didn't do too much crafting anyway. I, I wish crafting had crafting games. <laughs> and then, um, crafting right now, crafting is so boring. Someone needs to make a better one. The upcoming Trinium Wars actually has a Clash of Clans like base building aspect where you can craft things to sell on the auction house in a player driven economy. Yeah. I think, I think eventually we're going to see a, like a, a merger of the platforms so you can play an, an, like a virtual world MMORPG on your phone, tablet, or PC. Like Albion Online is trying to do it. Yeah. But, but, uh, Adventure Quest 3D is also trying to do yep. that. Mm. I think that's exactly where the trajectory is taking us. And I mean, yeah. Adventure Quest 3D is also a perfect example because it's becoming super casual. Like, you can do, they have the level scaling. They have the jumping straight to dungeons to go through the dungeon with your friend and level scale. You run into an area and you instantly get quests. Like, without having to go to a quest giver, you can turn it in automatically. It's it's super casual, but it's also an MMORPG. Interesting. 
super casual is what works, you know. And the, the, you want to get the broadest possible audience, so you can't blame them. Alright, guys, shifting gears for a minute. There's a there's a video I want you guys to watch, and let me know what you think. Right, let's take a look, see. Which, just real quick while you're doing that, the guy's saying about fantasy life crafting. I know a lot of people are gushing over Chronicles of Illyria right now, but I look at the crafting that's supposed to be like where you actually hit the hammer on the um, the sword or whatever, and I'm looking at that like, that's too fucking complicated. I don't have time for this. <laughs> and don't be a crafter. I'm a crafter player. I want stuff that's more in-depth than click a button craft an item. But I don't want to sit there and hammer it repeatedly, and if I hit it too many times, it's fucked up. Dude, that's mean, what people do all day in Rust. Which, I just watched my brother play Rust. He's just running around whacking things with a rock for half an hour. Yeah, that's fun. I hate that shit. It's but fun. But, it's but fun. If like, you're if you're the type of player, I mean, like that wants to craft, then oh, then give yeah. us that type of a thing. I'm all for you know, that, there, yeah. there's. I mean, if you don't want to craft, then don't craft. Play like the normal game. I mean, you can make money that way. That's how I feel about it. The only way we're gonna get a huge, like, innovative MMORPG again is if it's got so many different playstyles, right? Yes. Yes. I agree. Let the crafters craft their complex. Dude, Mobby Nogi had that man. Mobby yeah. Nogi had all of that crap. It had like you, you want to be a treasure hunter? You can go sift sand at the the beach and find treasure, you wanted to do dungeons, you could do that. You wanted a part-time job in the town, you could do that. It was ridiculous. The Mabinogi was only the, was was like... the third and last game that made me feel like I was like a part of a virtual world. The first was Ultima Online because it was my first MMORPG. Then EverQuest, the first 3D MMORPG. And I didn't get that feeling in... I didn't get it in Dark Age Camo. I didn't even get it in WoW. But I did get it in Mabinogi. I want another game like that to yeah, come out. Yeah. MapleStory 2 might be that game, guys. Maple Story Two is not gonna Are be. Are you that trolling game. me? All right. Well, look at look at this video. Look at this video. Well, before we go there, let's watch my okay, video. Okay, let's watch your video all first. Right. This is uh, the future, all right, of pole dancing, guys. This is this is this is very MMO related, you know. Yes. I am watching this. She's <laughs> in some kind of wind tunnel or something. Let's play an ad. Do you know ad block? You know ad block? Uh, maybe not on this. Browser. Let me open it up in my normal browser. Am I the only one that looked at MapleStory 2's early videos and went like, "This doesn't look impressive at all"? No, I thought the same thing too. But it's not doing that well, I don't think. But that video looks pretty cool. I'm immersed by this pole dancing right here. Even though there's no pole, how can this be? How can this be pole dancing? There's no pole. Whoa, 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 whoa! The pole's invisible. Unless the yellow thing is the pole, which I don't think it is. No, there's no pole. Oh, see, Mabinogi had this though. <laughs> yeah. This guy asks, how do I get my dollars in her butt crack, though? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question. This is a very weird video. You, 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 donate, you donate money, you put in a little filter, and the money fills up in the chamber, and she has to dance around and collect it. And if she doesn't collect all of it, she doesn't get Whatever she collects, she keeps. <laughs> the rest of the money, she has to leave on the ground. Play with, the play with the corpse, the gravity gun, Half-Life 2. That that actually sounds perfect, really <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Alright, I'm done with this video. <laughs> look, at the, look at this music crafting in MapleStory 2. Right? Let's, let's keep it, it. Let's keep it uh, more related here. I thought it was pretty interesting. Let's, Man, I, really, I really want another game like Mabinogi to come around. That was... That's, that was innovative. You gotta give Mabinogi points for that. They, they did things that nobody else really bothered doing. I want another immersive game, like, like, uh, was talking about that, was it? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want, I want another game 
that's like that, that has like that immer immersive feel that like you're in another world. Mm -hmm. It's not, not a lot like that anymore. No, no. I, I, I kind of like this this video. Like, I like the I like the interface actually. From what I've seen, Maple Story Two. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely too like it's too chibi kitty to be totally immersive. I think. It's such a difference from Maple Story One as well. I mean, Aaron and I have played a lot of Maple Story One, like way more than we care to admit. To the point we would just get home from school and play till like 10 p.m. playing, blasting Eye of the Tiger while grinding level of Maple Story. And this looks so, so different. So wait, you can't actually write the tunes like in Mabinogi? I think you can. You can, you can either play pre-made tunes or write your own. Because I was going to say, even Starbound lets you play pre-made tunes. Yeah, you, you can do pre-made tunes and I think you can make your own as well. Yeah, you can make your own music. And here's the, the new uh, the Runeblader class they showed off in Korea last month. So the game is making progress in Korea. Because a lot of people were asking, like, any MapleStory 2 news? And the only news is it's making some progress in Korea. But there's really, they've been pretty mum about it in uh, any foreign release. I mean, it clearly hasn't blown up, right? Because otherwise yeah. people be hearing about it more. Yeah, obviously. They could also be pulling a blade in the soul where they wait like three years and they're like, surprise, <coughs> we're still alive and they can come over here then. That's true. But I mean, they're not really top of the charts in Korea either. The way MapleStory yeah, 1 true. still is. Oh, MapleStory 1 is actually was on the top uh, 10 list. Yeah, MapleStory made, made more money than Dota 2 last year, guys. Is that something? MapleStory made more money than Dota 2. By by the rules of capitalism, MapleStory is a better game than Dota 2. Fact. The market decides. We say That's fact. what Mark said, right? Yeah. Pity? Is that a quote? <laughs> that's, an ex that's a quote from Capital. From das Capital. There you go. You know what else is funny about MapleStory is that you, don't, you not only do you not hear any news about MapleStory 2, but you keep seeing MapleStory mobile pushes. Mm -hmm. uh, MapleStory, Pocket MapleStory, there was another MapleStory game before that, and now they're making another MapleStory game that's supposed to be just like the PC counterpart yep. for mobile. So that's three MapleStory games. I think we're going to... we're. We're more likely to see a VR MapleStory game come out in the West than <laughs> MapleStory 2. I don't know. I think going the whole block route was the voxel kind of route was a really bad idea. It's very weird. But they're like, Minecraft, Minecraft's doing it. They make all this <laughs> money. What are we doing? Like, the world looks so bad. Because it's just like everything is a floating island. Can you make your own floating I, island I, stuff? I, I think it's got a certain charm. I don't want to. I don't want to dash it before I try it. Well, I don't. Have... I don't mind it either. Yeah. Um, because MapleStory itself is just two D worlds. How do you know what's behind it, in front of it, isn't just a floating island? Well, Maple people, Story. people like that about MapleStory, though, and now it's gone. Right? It's like the only. Yeah, at least they not... gave it some uniqueness, right? But at least MapleStory Two isn't they recycling gave it some the same elements. Over, like. Wonder King and Windslayer and all of the other games that are just like it. But the, but they all copied Maple Story, right? See a panda nanana. Yeah, I get props Maple Story too. But go ahead. Speaking of Minecraft, guys, someone mentioned Minecraft. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft <laughs> is one of Pornhub's fastest growing search terms. What are your thoughts on that, guys? I've actually never had the urge to search uh, porn on Minecraft. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what is Minecraft one like? Oh, let's... That, let's that you'll have to wait for your own time to try. You can go on YouPorn on your own time and take a look, but I, I've never been I'm curious. Gonna look. I'm going to look. I'm going to mute. Uh, she, was, she was off on an experiment, all right? 
So she's going to report back with uh, her findings. I actually do have some YouTube appropriate content. Really? Let's see. Let's see some. Let's see some Minecraft uh, 18. Plus. It's from that video from Leafy. Let's see if I can get up the current time. Yeah, put up the current time. Go ahead. Let's let's watch this together, guys. All right. All right, guys. So don't yell at us. This is on YouTube. So it's it on YouTube. It's actually almost as a million hits. It's by a very popular <laughs> what YouTuber who I a zombie. Oh no! Oh no! I'm ah, staying away on? from this. So this is, I don't think this is there. what they're looking at, but I could be. This is, now this video is made by one guy who's notorious for making Minecraft sex videos on YouTube. And for some reason this is perfectly fine. Wait, I, it, was, it was a guy too, it wasn't even like, like, there was nothing, it was like a, ugh, what was that? I'm, I'm looking at this uh, video you posted. Yeah, it was, uh, if we get Twitch banned, what you know, the whatever. fuck? <laughs> Everyone's like, what is going on? So I thought. <laughs> I'm just gonna, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not watching it. You guys can have what it to yourselves. What? <laughs> Matt, are you curious? No. You've never been really? curious. Come on. No. You're not mind curious? No. All right, all right, Matt, Matt, Matt. Just look at the, my pause moment on the stream. All right, look at, look at the stream. The pause, that's it. It's a pause moment. It's just it's a one screen It's beautiful. <laughs> the eye flows. It's beautiful. <laughs> Yo, those eyebrows. <laughs> Staring into my soul. I gotta say though, Leafy is one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, yeah, he's he, really, he nails he's everything really he says. Uh, if you get, uh, what is it? Leafy is here. Yeah, and Leafy is here. Yeah, he basically does commentary on the most, the weirdest shit he can find on YouTube, and it's all gold. And he's also really good at surfing and Counter Strike, which is what got me to watch him in the first place. It's, it's, it's really. <laughs> yeah, that should oh, be the YouTube. Oh my god, man! I just, I just watched that. <laughs> Guys are kind of like, what a way to greet the new viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that. Quality so, I, I guess, I guess, I think Omer, you said this before we started the podcast, was that, maybe with Zerhan, when you grow up with something, and you know, you're an adolescent, so you sexualize whatever's familiar to you, so I guess that is what's happening, because a whole generation has grown up with Minecraft. Yep. And so, now they impose sexuality on something where the zombies fuck the main character in Minecraft. I mean, I don't know. I I guess that's what it is. Just like Pokemon or. But like, uh, uh, this has to be a parry view. No, nobody wants to see oh, with the with the actual like nobody wants to see a Minecraft dude getting like banging like a zombie. <laughs> well, zombie? According to you, for they want they want to see that female character getting banged. Maybe I don't know. Not you that. don't know. You don't know that. Know. You don't know that. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? This is the twenty first century. Everything's sexualized. And I said earlier in the pregame show, I mean, it, it, people do sexualize or fantasize about the things they play a lot. I mean, I've been to Rule 34 LOL because there's some quality league porn out there. Just like, I, I'm there for the artistic value, obviously. But there's, there's some really top-notch material out there, so I, I get curious. I'm not afraid to say it. Is, 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 is our site, is our Dota site uh, appropriate for this? Uh, just at least, at least just the main one, just the main one, the first one that pops up. Are you talking about Dota, Dota porn stars? stars? Yeah. Matt, we own a website called Dota Porn Stars. Dude, I, I, I contributed she to She was that. a contributor to DotaPornStars.com. <laughs> Dude, I, I have to say that um, my later work is, uh, is a lot better than but my... I will also point wow, out this looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> just, just only show the first. Some of them are pretty, uh, pretty graphic my, out my, there. <laughs> my, mine, mine is the, the clockwork one. The clockwork I don't think you guys good. are... No, I'm, I'm watching this video that Erhan just links, and this looks awful. Oh, well, one Which thing one? at a time here. One thing at a time, one thing at a time. 
<laughs> oh, okay, so here's the shoes a contribution to DotaPornStars.com. Yeah, just copy paste that link directly or something. Show that. Or, one or, or we could go back to Safe for Work. You know, right next to the Pikachu thing in the chat. Come on, guys. All right, all right, oh, fine, fine, fine. We want the Pikachu guys. So there's a new game announced in Japan. And it's a Pokemon game of some sort. I can't really understand the Japanese, so I don't know what's going on. We need a resident Japanese expert. Shu? Yeah, Shu, is this a parody or is this real? This is real. This is real. It's real. <laughs> this looks amazing. That Pikachu dropping that coffee? Man, this is, this is hardcore, boys. The animation, the animation looks terrible. I shall only watch this on my main. My main. The Pikachu looks... Uh, the music is spot on too. I'll turn it on a little bit. Yeah, yeah Pikachu detective. Pikachu Sherlock Holmes here. I wish he was smoking Great a pipe. Detective. He can't smoke a pipe. They got rid of Grace's pipe. They got rid of Pikes' pipe from Hoss and Lee. Pikachu. He's the detective. New this combination. He doesn't follow the rules. <laughs> I just imagine Pikachu beating somebody up. He got kicked off the force once already. He's you know? a loose cannon cast. <laughs> David Pikachu, I told you, you gotta play by the book. You crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> See, I, I think this looks terrible. Look at the animation when it goes to the actual gameplay videos. Just watching it move around is just no. Yo, Matt, it's not. It's not, it's not all about the graphics, all right? I thought. I thought it was. A, I thought it was like a joke parody thing. No, it looks awesome. What are you talking about? It's for 3DS. It looks pretty good for 3DS. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 3DS is not exactly uh, cutting edge, you know. It's Pokemon Noir. I wouldn't call that noir at all. It has yeah, a very it's, Disney, Disney-esque. Yeah, it's not actually noir. For it. It's like Disney. It's like Game Freak does Disney does Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> well, these these types of games are actually really popular in Japan. Like you know, you have like Phoenix Wright type of stuff, and then uh, Professor yeah. Layton. Like the, these these types of like like. Like Japan just loves like detective Sherlock Holmes stuff. Like, like there's like a new like one of those like every season of anime. It's, like another, yeah, yeah. There's like another detective. But they don't type turn Pikachu into a detective. Uh, I mean, I why mean, not? Why, why not? I mean, that's kind of cool. I, I like it. It's like, it's like, adds a little bit more immersion to that Pokemon world, showing people that aren't just out to you yeah. know. Also, have think, think about guys, it. It's a Pikachu dog, wearing right? a. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> So no, he's cute. Pikachu, he's, cute. He, he's gonna he's gonna bring you to the back room and electrocate like electrocute your balls until you speak. All right. Oh, he's yeah. made for torture. Like yeah. I, I can imagine. Sorry, Lackage. We, we don't talk about Kingdom Hearts three here. <laughs> what is what? What is Kingdom Hearts never. Out? I don't know. Actually, I enjoyed. The answer is ten years after fifteen comes out. <laughs> you mess with the Pika, you get your balls shot. Exactly. <laughs> I'm excited about my uh, my Persona 5 coming out eventually this year. Okay, so we can talk about JRPGs. Actually, they they confirmed the summer release date just four hours ago. Well, well one, one day ago actually. Oh yay! It's coming out sometime between May. Yeah, and I know. I know. I know. Don't you know? I got to be patient. <laughs> I've I never played a Persona. I do well by forgetting that they exist, and then when they come out, I'm like, hey, it's out. Yeah, you can't think about it too much. So someone tell yeah. me what's so good about Persona, because I've never played it. it, it if you time like JRPGs. Two, two words, time management. It yeah. is made. The immersion like is... Not, not like... No. The, like it, it, you have to choose how you spend every day, and each one has like a calendar, and you have a limited amount of time, so you can like work on your relationship with X-Girl, 
or you could um yeah bang all the girls that's that's that's, that's or, the trick or you could um spend time grinding in the dungeon and in persona 3 you actually have to get through 100 floors to beat the game and or you could go out and dick around with your friends and work on your relationship with your party members yeah it's it's pretty plus it's a solid story solid rpg and it was it was very enjoyable they they all have really solid stories yeah i mean I like Persona 4 story a little bit more than Persona 3, but they were, they were all... Uh, Persona 3 was good, too. Now some people swear by 3. I swear by 3. three there, was, there, there, there we go. There it is. I, I, I like the mystery-esque of Persona yeah. 4. and We were just talking... It fits in with Pikachu being a detective, right? I, I like the, the mystery detective vibe going on. So I remember playing Persona 4. I was holding the controller, right? I opened the game. It was 40 minutes later, right? I haven't yet to experience gameplay, and I'm still holding the controller. I just put it down and walked away. Not, not, my, not my cup yeah. of tea. Well, you see, it's 80 hours long. <laughs> let me play in the first four hours, please. No, they let you play in the first hour. It's just you have an hour of story set up. It's, it's how it works. I don't know. And then there's, like, not ever story like that again. I mean, it, it's just an hour of story set up. It's how they work. Yeah. All right. I, I, I thought, I was like, what am I in for? I just... All right, somebody asked, who are, the, who, are the, who are the girls I like the Persona 3 and 4? Mitsuru and Yukiko were my waifus, all right? Just uh, throwing those out there. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> it, you probably you don't want to, you might find some Rule 34 if you start Googling it. But uh, so let's, actually, you know what? I, I will share uh, a picture of, of one of them, all right? Well, while you look it up, I want to, just before we, in case we forget, one more piece of MMO news. Nexon announced... Uh, a, a new game coming to the West. It's already been out for about a year in Korea. Uh, Icarus Online. But of course they're naming it something else, like Riders of Icarus. Look at that aerial combat. That looks fun. <laughs> that looks fun. Let's see what we got here. I mean, the fact that you can just jump off and start fighting on the ground too, it's, it's like Drakengard finally became an MMO. Yeah, so this is built on the CryEngine. Uh, <laughs> Came out in open beta last year in Korea, and uh, Nexon's bringing it here now. And that's why it's region locked, right? To America and Mexico or something. North American region. So if you want to get in on this, you can sign up to the closed beta now. Let me go check it out, because I, I did see the announcement. I think it's, I actually did a video myself yet. Icarus yeah, Online. Yeah, I, I got a nice video. This is like this guy soloing with some dragons or whatever. But it, it looks really smooth, and like it actually has really nice graphics, considering it's a few years old now. Hmm? It's also the top. It's in the top three games in Korea right now. Oh wow! Yeah, definitely a good sign then. <coughs> so so I mean, yeah, you basic basic the gist is you uh, you ride dragons. Everyone it's an everyone gets a dragon. Right? It's apparently, apparently there are like theatrical boss fights and stuff, and there's there's giant PVP battles apparently mm -hmm. where you mm -hmm. fight in the sky and on the ground simultaneously. And it sounds really really cool. I signed up about instantly. Yeah, I'm showing up. Uh, I'm showing a boss fight right now on, on the stream. If you guys want to see it, basically these guys are fighting. Looks like some kind of water god or something. Mm -hmm. Neptune, perhaps. <laughs> looks interesting. So, is the whole game taking place in the air, or is it just no? There's no, ground parts too. Okay, because so Paro's video shows off. You know, traditional. Uh, MMORPG elements, you're on the ground, you're in a town collecting quests, and then you fly around everywhere. 
How to tame your dragon gone rogue? Somebody said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it looked more like Dragomon Hunter, but actually good. <laughs> Whoa, shots fired. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, legend. here's another here's another video of like just ground like classes on the ground. Yeah, I'm seeing some. It's just so weird. Yeah. It's got such like uh, from this from this angle, it looks like just another 3D, you know, Korean MMORPG. But then it's got this whole aerial thing. Like, I really good. want to tame an owl. I saw that in the preview pictures, and I'm like, I can ride a freaking owl. That is awesome. This looks <laughs> a lot like Dragon Ball Hunter, actually, with the dragons and the turtles and stuff you can ride. Did you guys actually play Dragon Ball Hunter? Yeah, it was pretty mediocre. <laughs> was it? Hmm. But I mean, mediocre isn't always bad. I mean, X Legend, right? Is, what do you, X Legend what do you... makes. Oh. It's, it's yeah. extremely forgettable. Yeah, it's like a vanilla wafer, you know? You eat it when you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid easy. And you don't have mounted combat, which is the big selling point of this game. Honestly, this this video makes it look a lot better because this is like a 4K and looks gorgeous. Yeah. Let me see your 4K video. Oh, the one. Uh, what do you like? What do you like? Sean like? Oh. Yeah, this one looks gorgeous. Put this one on. This is a way better representation of the game's graphics. Riding owls. <coughs> so this guy's riding like a tiger or something. Yeah, skip ahead a little bit, like towards towards the middle there. So it's interesting that it's got like a whole ground park going. Yeah, this, they, it almost looks like they're two different games. The yeah. the aerial aerial game and this. Yeah. And yeah, the graphics are really good. Again, like I said, it's on CryEngine, so there's a lot of videos out there. So some of them might be Koreans playing on like old Windows XP computers, but uh, if you max everything out, it looks really nice. Those Koreans in there, Windows XP computers. Skip ahead towards when, when they're in town, you can see some other stuff. Yeah, so I see the her running around with the shield. That looks pretty cool. It, it kind of reminds me of Black Desert in a way. I, don't, I, I hate the fact that we can't get the graphics right to the point where the where the cape doesn't go through the shield. Like, how, how is that <laughs> still a problem? That will always be a problem. I feel like that's the one thing we'll never fix. Just gotta, no, just when, cloth, when cloth physics actually work right, yeah, it'll work right. When will that be, Matt? When can I expect this? Mm, long time from now. Wow. When Sword Online comes out. Yeah, American Dream. Well, you could have expected it probably in World of Darkness. They were showing off some really great cloth physics, and then they canceled it. <laughs> well, the entire budget went to cloth physics, and they went bankrupt, right? Well, actually, did you, you got read it what right. happened? No, Did you ever read what happened with it? Uh, lots of bad stuff. Uh-oh. There's too much to name. <laughs> was it drama? There was a lot of drama. Basically, the higher-ups would come in like every week and say, oh, you should redo it like this. And they it's just a little thing, and they'll redo it, and then next week, oh, you should redo it like this. And then they'd reallocate like the entire team to work on EVE Online expansions and bail out the Iceland team. <laughs> Well, at least they had the cloth physics figured out, all right? That was, that was their big contribution to mankind. Yeah, except they didn't sell it. Yeah, if only. <laughs> think, how many, think how many gaming projects there are out there that like, got started but never got finished. Like, even big budget titles. So many, like, Emerald Worlds. Yeah, Titan. So many worlds never really got to see light of day. That's deep, dude. Alright, it is deep. That, that's a perfect segue into our weekly raid. Oh, here we go. Which is, as as if you're a new viewer, every week we ask a question to the audience. Um, last every week, week we, we did about, this once. Uh, twice. Only once. We did it twice. Oh, no, no, we did it twice. Don't be play it. <laughs> Sorry. So speaking of MMOs that never got off the ground, uh, this week we're asking which franchise or series should be turned into an MMO. Ooh, that's now, I already thought about the Fallout universe. Uh, which has been mentioned many times, but I don't mean just video games. You know, you can go outside of video games. There's a Battlestar Galactica. Totally Otherland. Oh yeah, that's now. a good one, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't it. just uh, 
game related, book related, like other lands. Or yeah, even I actually mentioned Waterworld, which is not if you guys remember that was a 1995 movie oh, with Kevin Costner, but not just based on the movie directly, but just a world of water with roaming bandits and whatnot, kind of like a high seas MMO, but set in a post-apocalyptic landscape. How about Naruto? Because that's worked out so well. <laughs> There's all these Chinese Naruto knockoff MMOs. Yeah, the Naruto video games are actually really fun. Ooh, Assassin's Creed is a good but one. They're not MMOs. I got yeah. one. I got oh, one. Yeah. This is my childhood fantasy one. Magic the Gathering. All the zone oh, no. names are already what? there. What? No! What? Why? Imagine like you got ma you got like five different kinds of mana, you're casting spells, pew pew pew. Yeah, exactly what I need. More bars to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because like, like all the zone names are figured out already, right? All the rare lands have awesome names. Guys, no. Dragon Ball Z. There's already Dragon Ball Z in Mo, isn't there? It's but Dragon Ball Z. It got turned into Xenoverse. No, what? It did? No, 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 no. There, there was, there was an MMO. It, I don't think it did too well. And then they made Xenoverse using the assets from the Dragon Ball MMO. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. Yeah. I just think there are there are so many uh, franchises, series, book series that are untapped, and we rely too so much on like what works. Psychopaths. <laughs> Psychopaths would be cool. No, a Tails MMO. Psychopaths Ooh. would never work as an MMO. It's 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 too focused on the story and the yeah. hard hitting. Yeah, I want to run around shooting people with a Dominator. <laughs> that sounds oddly sexual. But there are two factions, like the cops and like the criminals or whatever, and you have to keep hiding from like the cameras. Plot twist: It's going to be a Tales of Legendia MMO and have a side-scrolling battle system with action combat. It's always the action combat, all right? That's okay. that's things are featuring. Let's think of a name for a Tales Online game. Tales of Online. Tales Tales oh. of the World. Tales, Tales of, of the World. world. Oh. What a name! <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon MMO. It's better than Tales of Viseria. Yeah, like Viseria was a weird name. Yeah. Oh, they actually did have a Tales MMO. Did they really? Yeah, Tales of Eternia Online. I, I played Tales of Eternia, but I know they had an online version of it. Right, I knew this. It got shut down. Well, Omar, you're done. I'm cut. Well, you're, you're we cut. tried. We tried, boys. It was only online for a year. Was it was not called Tales of the World? That's why. Oh, that's, a good point. that's the reason. It would be called Tales <laughs> of Fantasy. I'm sorry, that showed up. Alright. So I guess what's funny with this question is that what a lot of people want has probably been done, but it's just failed miserably. And I always uh, I think of Battlestar Galactica, or even War Warhammer has. <coughs> Warhammer's trying to make an MMO again, but Warhammer 40k Game, Games Workshop never seems to. Or like they just don't care enough about the games or whoever they license it out to. It just has never been too successful except for that. Ha have you seen how game. many Warhammer hmm. games have been coming out on Steam recently? They're like giving the license to like everyone. They even have that like obscure sea com naval combat like board game they did like once. They have a game coming out for that because <laughs> somebody was like, I want to do the Warhammer naval combat thing as a video game. And of course... The first thing they did that made it a mistake was they made it single player. That's figures. That's that's the Warhammer legacy. Someone said it uh, it's a shame no one made a Borderlands MMO, but there actually was a Borderlands MMO planned, but then it got canceled. It was actually in China. There was though. also there was also Hello Kitty Adventures MMO. <coughs> yeah, I played oh, that. that. Hello Kitty Online. I played that as well. You fight Chinese starfish on the beach. Chinese Borderlands got canceled. Chinese Borderlands yeah. got canceled. Already. Already. Hello Kitty was terrible. It was like yeah. when I, you still had to beat things up, which made no sense at all. But when you beat them up, it said knocked out. Yeah, and they I'm went like, to sleep. 
<laughs> oh, make sure you guys <laughs> let us know what you uh, what franchise you would like to see in the comments. Yes, not just the Switch, but if you guys want to post it on the site, that always we helps would, us we, out. We and we love to see that. what you guys what you guys are looking forward to. And also, it's eternal there, so we can always respond if we don't get a chance to see what you wrote in Twitch chat. Pink Puffball. Total Warhammer is not called Total Warhammer, and it is the biggest missed opportunity of the year. It's called Total War Warhammer, and I don't know. What? Total I, War it, Warhammer. Yeah, That's Total weird. Warhammer. Come on. It is so perfect. <laughs> Total Warhammer is a good name. The Matrix Total MMR. Warhammer. You can get to be Neo when you're level 60. There was a Matrix uh, MMORPG. It got shut down. Dead. Wait. Yeah. I've got it. Highland. There can only be one. Ooh! <laughs> and the server resets after one guy gets, he's the last one standing. That'd be Isn't an interesting concept. Or you get to Hunger max Games Online. <laughs> the first one to max up becomes Highlander. Hunger Games Online, there you go. But it's called H1Z1 Z1 Survival Mod, alright? Whatever it's Arc, called. Arc. Yeah, Arc, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what else would be a good MMO? Wait, not every franchise fits in a mode. Like, for example, like, we, we said Psychopaths, I don't think it would work well for Someone it. said Mario Kart. That clearly tale. does not fairy fit. Tale. There, fairy there's tale. A, fairy tale would work. Yeah, there's a fairy tale well, MMO. Really? You're it's you're showing, it's one of those Chinese knockoff ones. I don't care. Well, there's there's, there's going to be an official one, though, from Endgames and Game Samba. Right. Do, you guys, do you guys remember uh, Stargate Online? Stargate Worlds? I don't. Vaguely. I that so intently, and then it just like died finally. It, it died. I actually played it. I actually can say I played it. Ooh. Played it. Not Stargate Resistance, like Worlds. Stargate Worlds, like the it was like. Wait, did did it? No, it was the original. Oh, Sean, how was I, last I week's? I remember I was like a prisoner or something. And then, like, what, what what soundtrack got the most? Uh, the Alpha actually so came out. I didn't know that happened. That wasn't last week's raid. The, the soundtrack one wasn't. No, the, oh, the shutdown was one. from two weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. <coughs> Someone mentioned it. Uh, basically everybody, for the soundtrack, I guess we'll recap them. Soundtracks, yeah. everybody seems to have their own personal soundtrack that they loved. Yeah. Uh, there was no, no answers seemed to stand out among mm. any others. Uh, and actually I found a lot of new soundtracks to listen to, stuff I normally would not have even bothered trying. Like, I didn't even listen to Perfect Worlds when I played, but some people mentioned it in certain songs. Uh, as far as shutdown MMOs, everybody of course remembers um, Star Wars fondly. That was the big one? Yes. That, that's really the big one, and I think that generated a lot of uh, discussion, especially on Facebook, and I think a lot of people learned about the private servers that still exist. Wow, so, I'm glad. A lot of people do have fond memories of Star Trek, I mean Star Wars. Um, I thought an interesting one was to see Warhammer, which I played uh, and enjoyed quite a bit. I had one of the best beta testing, which I think I've mentioned. Um, and City of Heroes. I should have mentioned this, but there is another... City of Heroes is getting a rework by that independent developer. What was it? What's it called? City of Heroes Online? Anyone know the name of it? Oh, um... Successor? City Champions Online? Is that it? Champions yeah, Online? Yeah, for City of Heroes? Yeah. That's no, you mean the new oh, one, right? Oh, City, new of, one. Yeah. City oh. of Titans and Valiants. There are two. Okay. There's two. Oh, I, I thought you meant games that would actually come out and it already came out. <laughs> no, not, not like these pine no, no, games. City of Titans and Valiance. Okay, so two games never coming out. They should yeah. just merge together, shouldn't they? I thought you meant like a real like success that actually no, I don't came think out. They shared stuff in the past. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. Is uh, it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Would make a great MMO. <laughs> Ooh. 
Girls in a Dungeon. That seems like a good idea. No, it's it's not what you think it is. Let me let me Google this. Should I Google it? Is it safe for uh safe for my eyes? Yeah. All right. It it really has nothing to do with picking up girls in a dungeon. He meets some girl in a dungeon and tries to go for her. That's it. This is the name of a, a novel series. What? <laughs> it's an anime here. Oh, yo, I I gotta watch uh, <coughs> I gotta watch this. It's not writing. what you think it is. I gotta start writing light novels for a Japanese audience. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> That's where the money is, too. I don't know if that's where the money is. I feel like a lot of people try doing that, only a handful of them succeed, but I still seems fun. Persona MMO. That could work. There's a big franchise around that. Well, see, what I've always wanted is just an MMO like Sword Art Online, where all you have to do is fight through each level and get to the final one. Come on. It's so simple. <laughs> Game ends, I make it to the end, and everybody would have a shit fit if the game ended. But come on, we need games that actually end. It's not meaningful if they last forever. Oh, there's actually a game like that in development. Uh, Crowfall. Crowfall yeah, looks that, good. But then it resets. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want, oh, to, well, just you end, want the end? to end completely? Like, delete from your Steam library. Once, once one not, not just that, it reformats your hard drive. Let's get the full thing going. Why not? There is actually a game like that, man. It's called The Flock. It was a horror game. It's never gonna end. It's never gonna end. They, well, that's because no one. That's because no one plays it. But that was that was their whole thing. Was that the game would shut down completely once all the lives. It's also not an MMO. Up. It's not an MMO, but it, it's it's conceptually what I think you're just talking about. And to me, that sounds that sounds stupid, because <laughs> I spent <laughs> money on the game. Yeah. I, I'm not, unless it's free to play and it's all the developers, I'm not spending money just so I know that I can't play it again at some point. You spend money to go see a movie, and the movie ends. Yeah, and then I pirate the movie and have it forever. <laughs> but you don't. But you don't. But you don't watch it again anyway. I don't watch it's it again still, anyway. Still I don't think games. I don't think the mediums can be compared that way. Well, I mean, single player games kind of end, but I, I think point it's, of like. A, yeah. I, I I think we're limiting the genre by saying that things can't end and be inaccessible. Okay. All right. That's a Fair discussion enough. for another day, guys. We're uh, all right. We'll save it. Our uh, time is running low here. That sounds like an editorial, Matt. Ooh. Yeah, if I can come up with 800 words to say that I think we're all being idiots about our money and entitlement. You can find, I you, promise you, you, can, you can find You can more find it. Yeah, you can find more people. That, a lot of people are entitled, all right? Time really flies when we do these podcasts. Yeah, this is a good podcast, guys. There's a lot of good discussion here. I think it's your rant about Blade and Soul. I'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> about right. that one thing um, that happened. Gonna... Oh, that reminds me, since I mentioned it earlier, do you guys think the Tree of Savior has a chance in hell of succeeding now that Blade and Soul has come out and Black Desert is happening and there's been the drama with the Tree of Savior cash shop? Alright, so that's a good question. Is it too saturated, right? Those three games coming yeah. out this year? Uh, it depends when this year. If it comes way later, like towards the fourth quarter, third quarter? Yeah, that, I think, I think so. it'll be fine. I think a lot of the hype will die down by then for Blade and Soul. But, but see, like... I still see every day, basically, new posts about Black Desert and everything. I mean, I've not seen anything about Tree of Savior in over two weeks. That's true. This guy said, uh, make, make an editorial about it, because, no, about Endgames, never mind. Because they, they forgot about it. Real about Endgames. Go read it. Yeah, right, they're already... <laughs> the, yeah, he's got one. The Tree of Savior devs also haven't been really addressing America as much, so... Well, there's I, not really I, much to talk about. I think the hype is gone, though. I mean, there, there's nothing really new coming out about Black Desert that people were talking about. They're just asking about Black Desert. When's it coming out? I mean, there's almost every day a new post about it. Somewhere. I did. I did notice that too. There's a way more 
uh, hype right now about Black Desert and Tree City. Well, I mean, different kinds of games. Thing? They have their own markets. I mean, I don't think they really overlap that much. Besides just being general gaming audience, but well, it's two distinct games that you see every other day or so. Another post about Tree of Savior. Yeah, Tree yeah, of yeah true. It's nobody cares anymore. It's like everybody looked at what Korea was saying about it, and they're like, "Oh, we don't care anymore." It's it's yeah. it's done. I think it's also because IMC Games has been relatively quiet. After the controversy. Black Desert Online just released their character creator. People get amped looking at the character creator like I did before we played the closed beta. Uh, I think it's just the hype train getting carried away. I think Tree of Savior will be, because it's free to play, will not maybe not be as successful as Blade and Soul because it doesn't have the sex factor, which I think drives a lot of people to Blade and Soul. Uh, drives, yeah. I think, I think, I'm, I'm, I think the titties are what's bringing people up Blade and Soul. I think there are a lot of good titties on Blade and Soul. Those boobies. I think Tree of Savior will do just as well in the long term. Uh, maybe it doesn't. It won't have the initial uh, overload that Blade and Soul has now. But yeah, my, my character I, I don't think it, I think it's going to do just fine. <laughs> Shoot, your character's a long. That's why. Yeah. It's good. That's what that's what draws me. If I can have to play right, that, for... then A plus. Yeah. That reminds me. Speaking of the boobs, like. Speaking of the boobs, I like how that has I... started. I, I I don't really give a shit about sex appeal and all that, but I am I'm getting really tired of like the fact that we're apparently like you have these billions of people over in Asia that are like, okay, bring on the boobs and whatever, it's fine, whatever. But here in the US, they have to censor it. It's like Yeah. It it, it I don't care, honestly. It's just if you're if it's gonna have boobs, then let it have boobs. If it's not, then it's not. But when you censor it it just kind of—it it feels weird. I agree. Like, they shouldn't censor it at all. It, it, it's like you go to a foreign country and you say, "Get me this food, but take off this sauce, this sauce, and this <laughs> sauce." You're not getting it the way it's intended to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, and I think I'm going to do an editorial on this. So I'm going to call it right now. I think ESRB is run by a bunch of old men that learned their morals in the '50s and have, and that's why we end up with. Especially in America, where we will show people's hands and blood getting chopped off, but as soon as there's any type of nudity oh, or don't even start with me. Oh my God, fucking can't have nudity anymore. You started it. <laughs> the Thirty Days of Night movie with the five first five minutes, somebody's heads get smashed in with a yeah. fucking brick. That's okay, but there's no nudity, all right? Fuck oh I my God, it's, I almost barfed. It's, <laughs> like, it's the Puritan values are imbued in. Yeah, in it, in those in those people, I think that it's a generation thing, and they're just old, and they're on the way out, and yeah. hopefully that changes. It's just uh, a culture thing. Yeah, like, a cultural thing cause, too. Because China is not blameless. Asia is not blameless. Uh, it, for example, in, in in China, they they censor skeletons, like cartoon yeah. skeletons, and wow, you know, you can't have skeletons. It's holy for them. Yeah, so culturally, oh, it's yeah. just a cultural okay, thing. Well. It's just, like, I think that the whole thing with food is a perfect example because, like, if you take all this stuff off, even if you hate it, you're not getting the intended experience. If you censor all this stuff, you're not getting the intended experience. You, you know what was fun? Working on uh, Wrath of the Lich King China release, and you had to, like, look for every skeleton. Good, <laughs> Good lord, man. It's like, all right, we got the wow. Everybody get on and start looking for skeletons. Like, yeah, pretty much. It was so strange. That's pretty funny. It's like this one random side boss summons a skeleton. No, we got to get rid of it quick. It's pretty funny. It's just, it's, it's palpable. You, you can feel when something is censored. I mean, nothing is censored well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Except true. for maybe a few pop songs where they replace literally one word with another one. 
I don't know what pop songs are uh, censored. Fuck you by CeeLo Green is censored. Okay, okay fine. Yeah, those, those songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, with this last screenshot of uh, this lovely lady in armor here, Let's see, I didn't we're going to have to call it for the for the week, guys. Oh, nice. Yeah, the time flies. Yep, yep. Uh, do need to play some Blade and Soul, but again, I wish, I wish there was a way to keep your character between servers. Do you only allow yeah. two Jump characters two. per account? It's also annoying, but... Um, Omar, do you want to play on our server? Uh, or are you going to uh, play on NA? Let's just say our farewells and we can keep it going. And yeah, we'll figure it out. Always. Yeah, right, so, figure it out. take care. See you guys. Later, guys. After Peace. party, still going. Later, guys. After party.